Yeah. As an entrepreneur, as a creator, someone expressing your work and your art from your heart and your soul, mm. you're doing big things. Mm. You're going to feel that edginess and that self-doubt in certain degrees all the time. It's just shifting your relationship with it. I just talked about this the other day. It's like that edginess is no longer a red light to like, nope, I can't do that. It's actually mm. a green light or maybe a yellow light, you know, where it's like, I can proceed forward. I might need to go a little slow, be gentle with myself, mm. Mm. but it's not going to stop me. Hello, humans. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Frasca, mom of three wild kids, a crazy lover of garlic, a wild woodswoman and hiker, a voracious reader, and a feminine leadership coach. I'm on a mission to create a rebellion of female leaders who are ready to dig deep into their purpose and push massive ripples of love and justice into the world. I believe we are all born leaders, and this world needs us now more than ever. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of the women who are out in the world and doing the damn thing. These are the rebels who inspire and ignite me. They're the feminine rebels who are working to raise our collective consciousness, helping us uproot from our patriarchal conditioning and bring the world back into balance. If you hear something that makes you go, hell yes, reach out to these guests, dive into their work, collaborate with them, or help hire them to work with you. Consider these women the guides on your own inner rebellion. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's do this. Rebellion. Today I have a very, very special guest. Caroline Aylward is a film director, podcast producer, storytelling coach, and the founder of Get a Helmet Studio. Through the power of video, podcasting, and authentic storytelling, Caroline helps artists and entrepreneurs connect deeper with their audience tap into their creativity, and share their unique art with the world. I'm so, so thrilled to have you, Caroline, today because your work I know is going to speak and resonate so deeply with the change-making women who listen to this podcast, who want to get their stories out into the world. They're fucking mission-driven they're artists, they're creatives, and we're going to learn from you today. And just, I'm thrilled to have you here. This episode is going to be filled with so many freaking nuggets, like maybe even grab your notebook or your notes app and start, start taking notes, people. Um, so a little backstory, I was introduced to Caroline via text, I think five years ago in Boston, Massachusetts, through a mutual friend, because I had mentioned I wanted to learn more about pleasure. And if you know me, it's been a deep dive. And I was connected to Caroline, and we didn't actually meet up. But our <laughs> worlds have reconnected like five years later into the in this entrepreneurial journey we're both on. 
And I was like, wait, you're the woman I was supposed to meet. And here we are meeting fucking again. So thank you, universe, for bringing Caroline back into my world and being like, knock, knock, knock. So (laughs) here she is, Caroline. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank you for those beautiful words. I'm so excited to be here. It is so wild that it's been five years since that moment. Like, yeah. It's so interesting. I feel like yeah. my my brand has evolved so much and my work has evolved so much and this is I'm I'm just feeling into the energy of all of your people and everybody listening in this, you know, beginning, you know, or maybe first 1 to 2 years of business and really putting yourself out there and your voice out there and just really calling that forward because a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to be like exactly for you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So Caroline, you, you know, you are a visionary, you are a creator, you are a maker. So, and and right now you are helping women like, or helping humans, really creatives, visionaries, like really dig into their story and, you know, get booked on podcasts, start their own podcasts. So can you just back us up for a minute? Because I just love a fucking good origin story because... I mean, I just don't want to know where you are right now, but I want to know all the kind of roots and tendrils that got you to where you are today. Yes. I love an origin story as well. Well, back at the time that we first connected when I was living in Boston, which is where I was born. So I had, I was kind of moving back to the city that I was born and just to reconnect with that feeling. And my grandfather lives in Winthrop, Massachusetts, and he is still alive. He's 94, turning 95 in September. And I was living with him. I had moved from Chicago to Boston. I was working at a big post-production company in Chicago and on the track to be a video producer and was just like, had a moment where I was like, I don't know if that's actually what I want. I don't know if these are the act- the videos that I actually really want to be a part of creating. I wanted to tell stories that change the world. I want to be directing rather than just dealing with the logistics and the scheduling and the budgeting. I wanted to have my hands in the in the dirt, in the soil, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um so I packed up everything that I owned in Chicago and rented a minivan and drove from Chicago to Winthrop, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston. It's right right on the water. My grandpa lives in a condo on the ocean, which is just like incredible. And so I moved in with him and he was like, yeah, stay as long as you want. And I can like, I have the vision of him helping me like move one thing at a time, one item at a time out of this minivan. You know, he was like in his late eighties then. So a minivan, that is pretty funny. First (laughs) of all, you're like 20 something and you rent a minivan. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, you know, trying to be cost effective. How can I fit all of my shit into one vessel? And it was, it all fit into a minivan. I really didn't have much stuff. I still don't, honestly, I stay pretty minimal, but, um, so yeah, I, I remember that vividly, like my grandpa, like lifting one lamp and like, okay, let's bring this upstairs. And then one little thing. And then let's bring, it was just immediately, I was just invited to this very, very slow, intentional way of life. And my plan was to live in Boston for six months, then move to New York to continue my journey of being a filmmaker. Then I got a job at an ad agency, got a job at another ad agency. Basically, Boston kept me there. And um, what ad agency? Full Contact in Boston. And then at Arnold. Digitas. 
Oh, you were? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was at Arnold for like two years. I was at their internal production company that did all the internal stuff for them. So yeah, Boston kept me there for a while. And I remember just kind of continuing to have these moments of like, wait, is this really like, is this really it? Is this really what I want? And then I was in my Saturn return and I decided to quit my job and go study to be a yoga teacher and just kind of like let the universe catch me and begin on this Mm. kind of freelance journey. Um, And I had right around that time started my first podcast, the Get a Helmet podcast, which I started in the spare bedroom of my grandpa's condo while at the same time filming a documentary and creating a documentary with my grandpa because and about him because he is Mm. such an incredibly grateful at peace person living on his own, doesn't take any medication, is in like such great health and in such great happiness and always has these like really powerful one-liners that are just like, you know, remember who you are. And did I ever tell you how much I love you? Just like always kind of grounding you into what you deserve and, and, and who you really are. And so I was just like, I got to turn a camera on for this. And so I was like, feeling in this big creative energy, like, and I'm sure people listening know this feeling of when you just have these ideas or these pings or these downloads of like, I really need to make this thing. Maybe it's your podcast. Maybe it's starting your business. Maybe it's a new offer. Right. And I was just, it was just, I couldn't help it. I really wanted to make this thing. So I just grabbed a camera, started filming him, popped microphone on it, followed him around everywhere. We went, he goes to church every day. I followed him to church with the camera. We went to Costco. We went to dinner, all the little BYOB Italian restaurants in Winthrop, Massachusetts. We were filming there. Like we had the best time. And this little film is not only, it's like a treasure for my family, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's played in a couple of film festivals and yeah. And my grandpa, like, just kind of loved it. You know, he loved it. And he has so many stories as a fighter pilot in the Navy. And so it's funny enough, like living with my grandpa, you know, I was probably 25, 26 at the time. I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, this is interesting. It's kind of an interesting thing to be doing at 25, 26. But looking yeah, back, exactly. I'm like, living with your grandfather, like, yeah, obviously he's a very important person in your life. I mean, very, very, very important. Totally. Yeah. So you know, and it, but looking back, it's like the most precious time. And it was this like creative incubator. You know, I was in this deep healing at that time and just making art. And so, yeah, I launched my first podcast before I even knew what a podcast was. I didn't even understand what that was. I, this was, mm. this was probably seven years ago and which is insane to me. Time is literally melting. It feels like it's melting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, I had been working for a really small digital magazine in New York and interviewing artists about what they do and why they do it. And I have never felt more alive than talking to creative people about their process, about why did you make the decision to shoot it this way or paint it this way or shape it this way. And I was obsessed. And I started recording those conversations so that I could be present for them versus just taking notes and writing things down. And I remember taking the train from Boston to New York, as I would do, and talking to my sister, who's my best friend forever, on the phone and being like, she's like, you should start one of those podcasts with all these recordings. And I'm like, how the heck do you do that? She's like, I don't know, like, just do it. I'm like, okay. So I just (laughs) did. 
<laughs> which is also very much her vibe. She's an entrepreneur as well. And yeah, so I just did it, right? And I think we can get so in our heads about where do I start or I'm not ready or what am I going to talk about? And if you have the burning desire to do something that is placed on your heart for a very, very intentional divine reason. And I remember showing up to my first official podcast record. It was a photo shoot that I had with my friend David, who's an incredible photographer in Brooklyn. And he was doing a photo shoot, taking photos of me and I was like, do you want to record a podcast episode? He's like, sure. I'm like, do you have a microphone? Because I don't. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got a microphone. So my first ever podcast episode, I tell all my podcast clients and students to go back to my first Get a Helmet podcast episode, listen to that episode because you can hear lawnmowers going off in the background. Like yeah. we're speaking into one microphone, you know, and then I just kind of kept going with it. I learned everything that there was to know about podcasting. And then the podcasting industry mm. just exploded. Like then all of a sudden, mm. everyone knows what podcasts are. And, you know, people are recording video interviews and YouTube's blowing up surrounding podcast interviews. And I just taught myself everything. So over the past seven years, I've I've developed my podcast course, Spoken, and with Get a Helmet Studio, producing podcasts privately for women in business who, you know, are just like, hey, I don't have the time to be learning how to do this myself. Let me hand you my recordings. Please do everything for us. You know, you have to be at a certain stage of business for that, totally. So that's why I have spoken yeah. as well. And that's really the story. I mean, I just started a podcast. I didn't have a business. I had no intention of starting a business. But my podcast showed me what I was really, really, really enjoying talking about. Mm. It was a creative expression, a creative outlet. And, you know, while podcasts, as you know, like are a beautiful lead generator, they're incredible funnels directly into your business. They can bring you new clients. You can have ad spots. There's so many ways to monetize them. But most of my people that come my way are me seven years ago. They have this burning yes. desire to share their voice and their gifts. Yes. And sure, like, you know, yeah, you want to grow your business. You can't have a business without sales. So how do we get more sales? Let's get our work in front of more people. We have all of the strategy with it. Yes. But the biggest piece with my people is sharing your, your creative energy and telling your story yes. and using your voice. So it's really been this organic unfolding of trusting the path. And, and here we are. I mean, so it seems like you had this level of confidence the whole time. Were there moments? I mean, because I work with women who are, you know, right. trying to get their work out into the world. Were there moments where you were like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Or um, like you, it seems like you jumped in, you just fucking did it, Nike style, right? And, totally. And everything yeah. kind of unfolded from there. But like, I'm sure you work with women who are having, you know, a lot of self-doubt around like how to actually start. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about like, if you had those moments or not. Oh my God. I have them every day. I had them before we started mm -hmm. talking here. You know, it's, I think yeah. as an entrepreneur, as a creator, someone expressing your work and your art from your heart and your soul. Mm. you're doing big things. Mm. You're going to feel that edginess and that self-doubt in certain degrees all the time. It's just shifting your relationship with it. I just talked about this the other day. It's like that edginess is no longer a red light to like, nope, I can't do that. It's actually mm. a green light or maybe a yellow light. 
you know, where it's like, I can proceed forward. I might need to go a little slow and be gentle with myself, mm. Mm. but it's not going to stop me, you know? And I have, yes, I grew up dancing. I've always been a dancer, performer, singing, acting. So I mean, like I'm a Leo moon, like talking to people and taking up space comes naturally to me, which I know is not the case for a lot of people. And well, what I do find is the biggest block is just thinking you're not ready, thinking it's not good enough. And for women, especially thinking that you don't make sense when you make mm. all of the fucking sense, you're not yes, confused. You, no, you know exactly not. what to say. So yes, I can't, I can't the whole time. This. I mean, go, go listen to the get a helmet podcast. I mean, go listen to the first five episodes. I mean, some of the meditations are beautiful. I mean, I've, I'm a filmmaker. I have a degree in filmmaking. So all the tech stuff I'm, tr I was trained in. So I had that on my side. Right. But yeah. you can learn how to do all this. Like you've yeah. made it to this episode to press play on this episode. Clearly your intuition is guiding you in the right direction. So yes. trust Listen. yourself. Yeah, I, I I love that. I love especially like when you were you know first um, creating this this film with your grandfather, and like just this desire, like you just fucking had to do it. And I think yes. that that is the feeling that you know resonates with me when I started my business. You know, five years ago, it was like I didn't have a fucking choice. Like I needed yeah. to do this work and, and this piece where like, yes, you know, maybe there's a yellow light. Maybe I need to go slower, um, yeah. you know, bringing in your body. Like, I know you're really into movement and dancing and, you know, yeah. working with your nervous system, right. To move through those moments where of self-doubt of self-sabotage self of feeling like we don't make fucking sense. And yes. And also just keep going. Yes. Like, take the pause, but don't fucking stop. I had the words just keep going framed in this tiny little frame that was actually like the British flag design because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've always been obsessed with like UK culture and, and Harry Styles, like always. Obviously. And so I had this teeny tiny little frame and I'm like, what am I going to put in this frame? what photo is this small? And so I just printed out the words, just keep going. And I had them with me in my room mm. with my grandpa. Cause a lot of my, my story is also dealing with anxiety, like heavy anxiety and panic attacks, multiple panic attacks day, which was, you know, what I, I was teaching on when I first got started, I was helping women move through anxiety and low self-worth and bad body image and really low yes. confidence because that was my story, you know, and then I just started making art about it and, you know, doing the healing work. You have work. a film. You have a film. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your film about loving your body? Yes. Yes. Well, definitely like I'll have to send you the link so everybody can watch it too. Cause it's super duper short. It's like yeah. plays out like a music video. Uh, it's called in this body. And I think that's when we were connected initially was, yes. you know, I was making this film and it was like this whole year of, you know, raising m money and having events and shooting and having the premiere and all these kinds of things. This film is dedicated to women's body image and self-worth. It is created with an all-female identifying cast and crew. And we worked as hard as we could to represent as many different women as possible.
I wanted, I wish I, I wish I could, had a budget so I could have brought it even more, but we were making this yeah. with no money. And again, I mean, you know, talk about that feeling of like, I have to make this. I mean, in this body came in hot into my system mm. and it was like keeping me up at night. I was like getting downloads in my sleep. I would wake up and I would have these visions and I would just like write them down and you'll, you'll watch it. And it's just a simple shoot in a one studio in one day, but all of the audio and the dialogue is from interviews that I had with the women that you see that share their vulnerable, authentic experiences and journeys with their bodies. And you'll still, you'll see all different kinds of bodies, not just white women in thin bodies. You're going to see everyone. And it's their words about their relationship with their body and their journey. And something about hearing from them, that more documentary style approach was really important to me. And now it's the template for all of my brand documentaries and all the video work that I do uh, with entrepreneurs wanting to create higher level video. Mm, yeah. You have created such beautiful things, Caroline. I mean, you, you are, I mean, you're an artist. Yes. Yeah, soak in that. Everything I've seen that you create, I'm just like, wow. Thank like, you. You got it, girl. Like you are doing the work you are meant to do and it mm. oozes out of your art. It's Thank like, you. it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, me too. I so appreciate that reflection because listen, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. So no. the ups and the downs are inevitable and it's holding yourself through them and, and having, the, this is why I love podcasting so much. And I said this to you before we even started recording, these conversations lift me up. They remind me mm. why the hell I'm here when we get a little yes. lost in the sauce of life. So yes, which we were both lost in the sauce of life before we <laughs> hopped on today. We were like, wow, shit is real right now. Yeah, right? Right? Should like, we reschedule or not? <laughs> yeah. Should we even be recording that? But like already, like just this connection between like we two women who are on similar journeys, building brands, building businesses, supporting other women, like coming together and connecting with you today. Like I'm forgetting the shit storm that is happening, like literally like three feet outside the store right now. <laughs> like, like, I needed this. Yes. I needed this moment. Right. Me too. Me too. Mm, so thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about like your work right now? I know you have, you're supporting women entrepreneurs and visionaries in different ways. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you're doing that or your different, your different projects? Absolutely. Yeah. So right now, you know, with Get a Helmet Studio, that's the production company. So that's where we can create really high level documentary style videos that showcase, you know, the essence of your work, the essence of your authenticity that really help your people drop into how it feels to be in your world. And those are, you know, they're kind of like movie trailers for your, for your business. Um, and then, you know, anything underneath that on the video spectrum, whether it's repurposing content you already have, or, um, you know, using your podcast videos and editing those in a, in a beautiful way for you, we can do anything video wise. That is my filmmaking is, is where it all began for me. And then the podcast production, you know, helping you launch your podcast or helping you manage mm -hmm. your podcast. And then through my personal brand, 
that's where all my, my podcast coaching and storytelling coaching happens. So you can work with me inside of Spoken to launch your podcast. Uh, it's a six week long program. It's really turned into more of a creative mastermind because these women are incredible. And we're not only, as you workshop your podcasts, I, brand identity and tagline and show description, you're honing in on your, your overall brand. You know, you're getting more clarity mm, on your message as yes. a whole. You know, like if you have a business and a podcast or you even want to have a business, who are you speaking to? What do they desire to feel right now? And how mm. can you create podcast episodes that speak to that, right? Because then you're going to be building that community of like-minded people and you can invite them directly into your offers. So mm. sp Spoken has just become so much more than teaching you how to launch your podcast, but that's what we do. You know, it's all the overwhelming tech stuff, the strategy, how to sustain it, all that. Um, and that's our next round is kicking off in October. So that's exciting. And then I have my my core sessions, which are my storytelling intensives. That's where we go in yeah. really deep one-on-one. -on -one. And I do an interview similar to the interviews that I do when I'm working with someone creating a brand documentary to really pull out and unearth those stories that are so unique to you, your lived experiences, your mm. creative expression, your art so that they can then come forward in your brand, whether it's as content or as offers or just really anchoring you into the power of your unique voice and, and yes. why you are here. So that's a two hour like deep dive. <laughs> yeah. So, so the storytelling piece, cause you know, when I'm working with women, like I was just on a call earlier this morning with a client and we're like teasing out these stories. Can you, Tell us a little bit about why you feel storytelling is so important for a oh brand, gosh. for building a brand. Yes, I would say storytelling is at the core of every brand, every big brand. Even we referenced Nike earlier, right? Like just do it. Mm, what does just do yeah. it mean? Does that, does just do it have anything to do with running? No, just do it means you can do anything you want and that's associated with wearing Nikes, right? right? Or wearing anything with that check mark on it. That's yes. story. That's a feeling. And mm. we have as humans, a whole story that we've lived that has led us right to where we are right now and has pointed us to the work that we do in the world, especially if you're an entrepreneur. If you are an entrepreneur, if you're a creative the work that you're doing is a result of the life that you have led, the, pa the path that you have walked, the steps that you've taken. Mm. And most of the time, you are reverse engineering that process and teaching other people how to do that exact same thing. That mm. is uh, oftentimes what coaches are, are doing, right? You're, for me, yes. it's like, okay, I started from scratch creating my podcast. And I'm like, I'll, I can teach you how to do it. And I can mm. teach the people how to do it who want to do it the way I did it who want to yes. keep creativity at the forefront, who want to keep mm. authenticity at the forefront, not just like, you know, the strategy and the bro marketing thrown in your face. I mean, we're doing right. all of that too, but it's like not the bro marketing, but we're doing all <laughs> of the strategy. Yes. So, you know, storytelling has, has existed throughout the history of time. So yes. that is... I mean, we can go back to like 30,000 BC when there were cave paintings on the walls of caves 
that we're reliving and telling a story to any other being that walked in. This is what happened. This is what's gone down. Mm -hmm. This is how people communicated. And storytelling, as we've been doing this entire conversation, builds connection. And when you're yes. building connection with people, you're building a community, right? Like you're yes. building a community of people. And as an entrepreneur, I mean, that should be right at the forefront of your goals. And I'm sure that it is. It's like, you want your listeners, you want the people that are downloading your content and subscribing to your stuff and buying your stuff. You want to help them. So storytelling equals connection. Connection builds community. And so when you are telling these stories and deepening connection with your people, you're building a community of like-minded people, yes. which just leads to this like infinite expansion of your message getting out into the world and your work impacting lives. So storytelling has existed throughout the history of time because of its power. It's, it's yes. a necessity in a brand because people remember how you made them feel, right? That's that quote. It's like people remember yes. how you made them feel. They don't know. They don't remember what you did or what you look like. They remember how you made them feel. And story makes you yes. feel something. And we're all out here just trying to feel something. <laughs> it's so true. And you know, it's so interesting is like so many, so many women who are starting businesses, you know, they're leaving corporate jobs, right? And yeah. And so much of these kind of corporate jobs where they were a cog in the wheel you know, storytelling or being yourself or being authentic, it just, it wasn't valued. It wasn't why you were there. So it's like making this jump to all of a sudden telling your story and, and getting fucking vulnerable and being seen is like, it's a shift. It's yeah. a, it's a big shift for especially female entrepreneurs going from kind of like, sitting at a desk and doing their thing to all of a sudden like using their voice and saying what they really think sharing yeah. their beliefs and their values i mean um, that's so true and and this is what connects right when i started telling you know when i first started my business it was more kind of like general coaching some spiritual stuff and i often told stories about um about like going through kind of like a near divorce, you know, around 40. And like all the women that were being called into my world were like, oh my God, me too. Or yeah, like mm. marriage is really hard. Like right. It was like we we were having these these conversations and, and connections and real like heart tugging like moments together because of these stories I was telling. And like this is how I feel mm. like I've I've also like built my, my people. And I feel like the more you show up, the more like you're the woman who's going to show up and just say the fucking truth. Yeah. Like, the more it resonates with people. Like we're fucking done pretending. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think too, like anybody who feels, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Like what, why does my story matter? Why does my voice matter? What do I have yeah. to say to contribute to the world? It's like, well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to feel that way because as women, we've been programmed throughout the history of time to take up less space, to be smaller, whether it's in your body or it's mm. with your voice, like, Shh, be quiet, you're being too much. You're being too much, exactly. right? Whether, whether that's said yes. directly or it's said indirectly in marketing, in the films that we're taking in, in social media. Yes. So that was one of the first things when I was really coaching on this was 
of course you feel that way. Of course women feel that way. Look, every store that you walked in, you walked into, it's like, be this archetype of woman or you're too much. Exactly. You know, it's like- or not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not enough. Exactly. Can't ever get yeah. it right. So then I'm just like, let's just throw that out and follow the desire that's there. Trust the desire that's there. Yeah. And find other women to take with you on your journey. You know, like find a sisterhood of other entrepreneurs who are going through the same thing. Like share your fucking power, right? Like, yes, yes. Grab, grab someone else's hand and say like, let's do this thing. Right. Like I find that leaning into other um, circles with women like you is where I, I find my power when I'm feeling low, when I'm feeling like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much. I'm too much. You know, I connect with someone else. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's fucking go. Absolutely. And I'm, your community is such a beautiful place to do that. You know, it's like, I don't know what, what I would have done. I mean, as an entrepreneur, (laughs) oh my gosh, I have to be surrounded by other women doing this work or I will just lose my mind. Like, I'm just like straight up not available for that. Like I have to be like, keep me calibrated to what's possible. Exactly. I need to be supported. I feel no shame in that. I want to wear a t-shirt that says, I love being supported. Exactly. (laughs) Like support me, please. Open to receive support. (laughs) Yes. Open to receive support. The portal is open. (laughs) Yes. Bring it. Yes. So, so back to storytelling. Do you have any kind of tips for our listeners like what kinds of stories should mm. should a kind of brand builder or a newbie entrepreneur be telling absolutely so a question that i always love to ask is well there's two questions number 1 is get really really aligned with who your soulmate level client is Mm-hmm. And I have a practice of this on my podcast that really helps you call that person in and even identify mm. who that is. It's a visualization because having that at the forefront of your mind, who are they? What are they really, really desiring to feel? And then from there, with that at the forefront of your mind, asking yourself, starting with your own lived experiences and your stories, what is a choice point in your life? a moment in your life where you, ha- you made a decision that changed everything. Mm-hmm. And an example for me is I was going to North Carolina State University, great school, going through the motions, sure. But for me, I did not feel the aliveness that I craved to feel that I knew I could feel. And I remember the day that I picked up the phone my first year and I called my dad. Today's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, dad. <gasps> Happy birthday, dad. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if, if I'm going to go to college, I think I want to go to college to study something that I actually really care about. And if like, we're going to spend money on this, like, shouldn't I like actually care about what I'm studying? I think I want to study film and I want to go to art school. And there's this school in Savannah that I really want to go check out. And my dad's like, sweet, let's go check it out. And next thing you know, I'm enrolled at SCAD and my entire life changes. And I had, I never picked up the phone that day. Had I never said, this is really scary to go to art school. I'm not an artist. Like my handwriting sucks. Like I'm not, I'm not good at art, right? Like I would always tell myself that mm-hmm. if I hadn't picked up the phone and just said, I, I, I following this desire, I would have stayed at North Carolina state, which who knows, maybe that would have worked out just fine. I'm not really sure, but 
SCAD changed like my life. Path. Yeah, SCAD uh-huh. changed my life. So um, yeah, just thinking about those moments in your life that you made a decision where you could have chosen a different path, but you chose the path that you did and how edgy that felt and how you walked yourself through that and how everything else opened up for you on the other side of that. And to, you know, the way that I like to format these stories, which is, you know, maybe everybody listening can write this down is to start with sharing an experience that you've had. If there's like a struggle or a breakthrough that you've had, something that's been going on, that's how you open the story. It's like, I was feeling this way, right? This was a hard thing. And then tell them how you moved yourself through it. Tell them the breakthrough. It's like, we don't want to just get hung up in the struggle. We don't want to get hung up in the pain. We want to, we want to advocate and share the pleasure, the win, and show yes. them what's possible for them. So it's like, name the struggle, the pain point, and then tell them how you walked yourself through this or tell them how you walked a client through this. You can always reference your client sessions or a breakthrough a client had. I love those stories too. And then at the end, invite them into your world. Tell them, and this is how I'm going to show you how to do that exact same thing. You know, send me a message for the link to my course on XYZ. So there's just like these three steps to really inviting people in using storytelling. I love that. Yeah, I'm already like, I'm scanning my brain for stories right now. It's so, and frameworks are so helpful because like so many, um, you know, so many people are like, you know, the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, it's like, oh, you're creating an email list. And it's like, okay, what, you know, what's my welcome sequence? Like what stories am I telling in my welcome sequence? Oh like, yeah. What do people really need to know? Like these are all stories, right? It's like, I like to think of it like I'm inviting people to my house for like a house yeah. party or a dinner party. Like, yes, I want to know what the vibe's going to be, right? Like yes. what's, the, what's the food going to be like? Who else is going to be there? Are these going to be uptight business people? Or is this going to be like a cool artist party? Are there going to be bongos in the corner or fucking string violin? Like, yeah, I love you this. know, like, yes. Like, what's it going to feel like? What's it going to taste like? Totally. Know, what are we going to do? Are we going to dance? Are we going to play Monopoly? Like, what, what's the deal? Like it, the details oh. are so rich, right? Like, I think there's some elements of storytelling that I teach on a lot, which one of them is details, details, details. Like, Tell me about the feeling of your hot cup of tea in your hands in the morning. Like, yes, not just, not just saying, you know, I was drinking my tea and then my dog came over and said, hello. It's like, I could feel <laughs> and broke the, my light and broke my light as happened for yeah. you before we were recording. Yeah. But tell me about like the heat you can feel in the palm of your hand that feels so comforting and you placed your mm. mug up to your face and you know, felt it, the self-love like roll through your veins. Like just hearing you say that, like my whole body, when you're like, oh, the mug against my face. Oh, I've done that. Right? I do it all In the time. Winter when yeah. you're like, oh, here, yeah. oh, here, oh, here. Like, that's, yes. That's connection. Right. Yes, exactly. Because then connection. people can say, I feel that detail. I feel seen mm. in that detail. I feel a part of myself can then like the fact that you also do that makes me feel less weird for doing that, right? And that is the power exactly. of storytelling. That is the whole point. When we share our stories, we create space for other people to be more of who they are. 
So mm. remembering that when you're sharing. And of mm. course, like you don't need to be go telling everything intimate detail of your life. Like I get that question a lot of like, what's too much? Like what's oversharing? And I'm like, your nervous system will tell you. If, if something exactly. feels like too much, then don't fucking share it. It's private to you. It's sacred to you. Maybe you'll feel ready in a year. Maybe you'll yes. never feel ready. That's totally right. okay. You have a whole other yes. well of stories it's, within you. It's so personal, right? Yeah. It's so personal. Totally. Like if I'm feeling like a raw nerve, I'm not going to jump on my stories and talk about it. But if there's exactly. something that feels like a little bit scabbed over, like the healing has begun, mm. maybe I feel a little bit more yeah. ready. Yeah. So you said something a few minutes ago, which, which, um, made me think of something we talk about within the feminine rebellion, which is, you know, you said when we share our stories, when they connect, you know, you give space or permission to other people, mm -hmm. right. To, yes. To tell their stories or to kind of show up a little bit more bolder, braver, louder. And so it reminds me of a question I love to ask some of my clients, which I want to ask you right now, which is what is the ripple effect of your work in the world? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I see my films being viewed, you know, in big rooms and people leaving the theaters feeling like they are creatively inspired and empowered to pursue, you know, their authentic path. I see, you know, the women that I'm working with in my podcast course and their storytelling work, like doing the same, you know, the, the person who might've never wanted, might've never gone for it and launched their podcast or started their business or just made their art, mm. right? Mm. What they, they actually do it and they can continue to inspire other people to keep doing that. And that's just the, I've always felt like in such deep gratitude to storytelling and filmmaking because watching films for me as like a 15 year old, like angsty teenager, I'm seeing myself in these characters. You know, I'm seeing myself in little elements of the story. And I'm thinking I can be exactly who I am. I don't have to plug myself into this box. I can be exactly yes. who I am. That's okay. Right. So that's yes. the ripple effect that I, I would hope is that people, that message continues on. Yeah. That's so freaking beautiful. Caroline, I mean, you're anyone who works with you is a lucky human. Um, mm. I really, I invite all of you to check out Caroline's work. Um, you know, you, not only are you doing the strategy stuff, um, but there's like a spiritual element to your work that yeah. really comes through um, when you view it. And Thank I mean, you. just your Instagram feed is, is fucking gorgeous. Like, Thank you. Just the image. <laughs> so is yours. And... Oh, thanks. No, I could use some of your video tips. Oh, which, oh, before I actually wanted to do this, I, before we wrap up, do you <laughs> yeah. mind giving people, because I know, um, you're really good at like, because you're a filmmaker, um, you probably have some tips for, um, the women out there on shooting video. So we'll leave you guys with a little, little gift here from Caroline. Yeah. I mean, I would say the phone that you have in your hand has such a beautiful camera on it, which like, I really hated that for a long time. I really resisted that. Like as a filmmaker, I'm like, no, we need cameras, you know, but mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've really started to embrace it more. And I actually have a 
a video um, VIP day with me so we can, I can coach you on creating video. We can create it together. Um, I help you plan out your shoot. It's a whole thing. I can um, send over that application for anybody who's interested. Yeah, we we do it all remotely. Um, and then I teach you how That's to shoot amazing. on your phone or on your camera, whichever one that you you choose, and and we create content together for your brand. So Oh my god, um, that's so cool. Yeah, so you leave with new content and you also leave with the confidence to continue doing it, you know, on your own. And so within that container, little little things like changing, you know, your phone settings, your video phone settings, making sure that your camera is on 4K making sure that you're Mm -hmm. using the camera that's on the back of your phone more than the front. That's a better quality camera. The the camera, if you have an iPhone, if you have an an iPhone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when we're doing selfies all the time that, and so you can see yourself. So it's a lot easier, which is perfect for like most Instagram stuff. But then if you want to make something higher quality, that camera on the back, you won't be able to see yourself, but it'll, the quality will look a lot better. Um, And then I would just say like, what I've found really helpful is taking some time to nail down some ideas for content. And this is where my core sessions are really helpful. Pulling out those stories. What is the message that you want to say? And plan a shoot day. Like write down, I'm going to film this, 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 and this. Drive around to fun little locations in your neighborhood, in your house. Plan out a few different outfits. Just knock it out in a day bring another like entrepreneurial friend and have a shoot day shoot for each other. So then you have all of this, this. have all of this footage. Yeah. And then you get to like use your creative energy, you know? And so you can have some concepts already planned and you can also use all of the footage for B-roll for any reel or any video that you want to make that you can, you know, put any lesson over and, and turn into any piece of content. Yeah. So you're just kind of building a library of footage essentially and, and just have a shoot day and have fun with it. Oh my God. That is amazing. I mean, this, th- the best thing I just heard was like plan a shoot day with a friend. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like how fun would that be? Like, yes, get your outfits, yes. go into the forest, go into the city, go to the, you know, modern yes. art museum. Yes. Like, have a delicious lunch after like totally. Yeah. And this is what like my VIP video creation intensive is essentially doing that with me. I mean, if you're in Asheville, we can do it together, but if, if we're, if you're not, then we can do it remotely. And you know, we, I I'm on Voxer in your back pocket on your shoot day. So if something comes up, if you're like, what's this look like, or what do we, what do you think about this? Like I'm there to kind of like direct with you, but we'll do a pre-production call. So you feel totally set on what to shoot and what to wear and what to capture. Mm. And then we spend three hours together after your shoot editing content together. And I'm teaching you exactly how to edit it. You're seeing what I'm doing. So you can learn how to do this yourself. So if anybody feels, you know, inspired to learn more about video creation, that's a beautiful option to do that as well. So cool. You are just a wealth of information. I mean, (laughs) I'm like, I need more of you in my world. Yes. I'm so happy. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love connecting with you. I love connecting with other artists and creators and like you are just so freaking delicious caroline thank you so much and and feminine rebellion like we're gonna put all of the links to all of caroline's work to her films to all the different ways you can work with her 
Um, I really encourage you to dive into her world. Um, she's, you know, not only an incredible artist and entrepreneur, but she's just a delicious human. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Much. And I love this. Yeah, this is so good. All right, Feminine Rebellion. We love you madly. Um, until next time, peace out. <laughs>